I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. Before we begin, I would like to make an apology because it's been over a month since you've heard me. Last podcast came out uh, the 15th of December. Since then, I've been working my butt off overtime. Then when I was getting ready to make a podcast, I got sick. And uh, after that, I went on vacation. I hadn't been on one in about two and a half years. And I went back home, a place I haven't been in almost four years. So uh, I think I kind of earned a break at that point in the new year. And uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm back. I'm going to be doing a lot more podcasts. And uh, this is the start of them. So let's start with going over... Rios Alvarado 3. Mike Alvarado does not like to train. I just don't understand. Well, getting ahead of myself. First of all, Rios Alvarado 3. This was a must-win fight for both fighters. They uh, they'd fought each other twice before. The first time, Rios won by knockout in seven rounds. The second time, Alvarado was able to box, use his reach a bit more, and he earned a unanimous decision over Rios. So uh, uh, that uh, second fight was in 2013, and then they kind of went different ways. Everybody expected there to be a, uh, a rubber match, but Rios, later in that year, he went to uh, Macau, China, lost to Manny Pacquiao. Mike Alvarado, on the other hand, he uh, he won a 140-pound title in the second uh, Rios fight, and he defended it against Ruslan Provodnikov in Colorado. It was, uh, it was a real slugfest of a fight, but Provodnikov, uh, he always seemed to have the better of it, and... <clears throat> Pardon me. Alvarado retired on his stool in uh, in the tenth round, and then he had a fight against Juan Manuel Juan Manuel Marquez. Uh, very one-sided. Uh, the scores of uh, one seventeen to one oh nine twice and one nineteen to one oh eight kind of tell you everything you need to know. He just didn't have much of a chance. I've also heard stories that he was not training hard enough for the Provodnikov fight and the Marquez fight. And uh, I can only guess that he didn't train very hard for the Rios fight either. Because Brandon Rios looked like he, he like he knew he needed to win this fight. Alvarado, he just didn't have it in him. Uh, when he went down to the third round, you, you kind of saw him look... You know, kind of turned to his corner as if he was thinking, well, you know, what am I going to do? I mean, we know what we have to do. And then uh, the doctor stopped the fight because he held up, you know, the doctor goes into the corner between rounds. How many fingers am I holding up? I don't think there was anything wrong with Alvarado's eyes. They did not look swollen. I don't think, I, I, I can't remember, but it didn't look like any uh, swelling was beginning to happen. But he instantly said four. He's like, how many fingers am I holding up? Four. Uh, n- no, I'm sorry. You know, you feel free to say, Andrew, you're talking out of your ass. But I think he just, he knew that he had an easy out. And that's what he went for. 
he knew, well, this will get me out of it, and that's it. It's it's pathetic because he had a chance to really redeem himself. He could have said, all right, you know, I did lose to Provodnikov and to uh, Marquez, but I can come back. I can show everybody that I'm not just kind of a, a one-hit wonder almost. I can show that I really am disciplined and that, you know, Brandon Rios will bring out the best in me. No, it, it didn't happen. And ugh, it, it's just pathetic. It really is. I, and that's not to take anything away from Brandon Rios. He looked he looked very good out there. Uh, he, he throws these really, really great uppercuts. I, I think he's one of the best at throwing them viciously. And, uh, no, all the credit in the world to him. Now, what's next for, uh, well, first off, what's next for Mike Alvarado? Probably something on Friday Night Fights. The guy's 34 years old. He'll be 35, uh, I think, in July. At this point, I don't think he's going to continue fighting, maybe. And, uh, I'm sorry, if you're not, if you have not found the discipline to train yourself properly... At age 34, you're never going to find it. Sorry. Uh, what's next for Brandon Rios? I've been hearing some talk about a showdown with Victor Ortiz. And if you can tell that I'm smiling, it's because I am. Uh, yeah, no, that, 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 that fight really excites me. Because uh, these two, they used to train together. They don't like each other. I, in fact, I remember... For uh, the Floyd Mayweather fight, when Floyd Mayweather was fighting Victor Ortiz, I heard a rumor that he was going to get uh, Rios and Robert Garcia, Rios's trainer, to walk him to the ring. And I thought, oh, that, that, that's going to be very interesting. No, there was a lot of blood, uh, bad blood. Hmm. There's a lot of bad blood between the two of them. Uh, no, I'm all for that fight happening. <laughs> I, I shouldn't laugh this much about a potential fight, but uh, no, it, it brings a smile to my face, and who knows, maybe my heart will grow three sizes that day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I really hope that fight happens. Please, please, Oscar De La Hoya. I think he's still promoting Ortiz. No, let, let it happen. Bob Arum, come on, come together. Let, let, let's make this great fight happen. Oh, wow. Please let it happen. <laughs> Moving on. Apparently, a deal has been signed between Canelo Alvarez to fight James Mandingo Warrior Kirkland. Uh, I think this fight was supposed to happen back in 2012, but Kirkland pulled out due to money uh, issues. He said that they weren't offering him enough, and then he went on this whole tangent about uh, how he couldn't trust anybody in his entourage because uh, he was given a pill just prior to his fight with Molina. I never understood it, but uh, Kirkland says that he's ready to fight uh, Canelo now. What is a bit startling to me is that apparently he has not decided on a head trainer yet. And I'm sitting here when I heard that. I'm thinking, wait a minute. Why aren't you going to sign with Ann Wolf? As most of you know, Wolf has uh, been working with Kirkland uh, most of his career. Uh, he briefly 
uh, replaced her after his comeback after he served 18 months in prison. But uh, after he had that one-round knockout loss to light-hitting Nobuhiro Ishida from Japan, he immediately went back with uh, Ann Wolf. He had that amazing fight with Alfredo Angulo. Uh, he fought Glenn Tapia last year and, you know, just uh, just seemed like the James Kirkland of old. And I'm thinking, what is there to think about? Do you honestly think that you that you could do worse with having Ann Wolf in your corner somehow? No, Ann Wolf is the best thing that could happen to you in a fight with Canelo Alvarez. I am dead serious about that. I don't know why Kirkland is being so foolish in not even thinking, oh, wait, I'll just call Ann. No, get her in there yesterday and start training your ass off. I mean, I don't get it. I, I just don't understand what's going on with Kirkland. This guy could have been a champion by now, but he has not won any championships yet. And, you know, you kind of sit back and you, you go back to 2007, 2008, and you think, oh, you know, James Kirkland will win a, uh, a, a title belt in a few years. No, we're here in the year 2015. He's age 30 nothing yet and I, I i just don't know what he's waiting for but hopefully he comes to his senses and says okay you know what uh got this fight happening uh may 2nd which is apparently the uh that, 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 that's the same day that floyd mayweather is going to be fighting to be announced so uh <laughs> I'll, I'll get to that later don't worry but um come on james Oh, and the, uh, by the way, the, the Tapia fight, uh, that actually happened in 2000, uh, 2013 in December. So um, I, I don't know what goes through this guy's mind. I, I really don't. I, I wish I did sometimes, but um, I've only got so many hours in the day. But no, get Ann Wolf in your corner and victory will be a lot more secure. Okay, moving on. Shannon Briggs, still crazy after all these years. Uh, he's come out, uh, according to BoxingScene.com, he has claimed, or he is claiming that he has uh, signed a deal to face Vladimir Klitschko next. Quote, I have a date with Klitschko set for September, if not sooner. His people have confirmed that. We've got a date. We're looking at September. We're looking at Hamburg, but hopefully we can change that venue to somewhere in America. That's where we're hoping on. Hopefully it can happen if not in September, then July or August. I feel great. I'm in phenomenal shape. I'm looking forward to the fight. Uh, you, you know it's a lie. Not just because his lips are moving. I'm not saying that Shannon Briggs is a habitual liar, but if it were confirmed, then uh, why were they... Uh, if it's confirmed, then you shouldn't say, oh, we're looking at September or sooner. No, if you uh, have a deal confirmed, then there is nothing further to confirm. It's going to happen this time. And uh, yeah, uh, Briggs's lie was uh, confirmed to be a lie by Klitschko's manager. He, uh, uh, let me just get that article up here very quickly. He said, no, there's absolutely no truth to what Shannon Briggs is saying. Um, Bernard Bonte, I, I hope I pronounced that name correctly, but um, he says, uh, 
<clears throat> there's absolutely no, quote there's absolutely no truth to the story first of all vladimir has a tough opponent coming up in the month of april with uh, jennings should everything go well we are looking for a fight with either tyson fury or deontay wilder but that also depends on the promoters on the other side of the table so uh, now now uh, briggs is probably going to come out in a few days saying that Klitschko's team is lying and that they've reneged on the deal and that they're ducking him. He will probably provide zero paperwork or email uh, email transcripts of any kind to confirm his story. Uh, but I, I just don't understand. I mean, let's. I'm just going to take a quick look at Shannon Briggs's box rec uh, record, but he's got nothing coming up. He had uh, six fights last year in 2014. Uh, two of them were in the month of April alone, but uh, yeah, he, he's got nothing coming up, so why not just say, look, I'm going to uh, keep fighting guys until Vladimir Klitschko uh, can't ignore me anymore. It's the most sense of, you know, it, it, it just makes the most sense, which is probably why he's not doing it. I mean, at age 43, he probably realizes that he doesn't have a lot of chances left to make a lot of money. He really doesn't. I mean, Unless he wants to make a reality show, like I said in a previous podcast, unless he wants to make a reality show out of stalking Vladimir Klitschko. I mean, I'm sure some of you saw that video where uh, Vladimir was surfing and Briggs is circling him on a boat and makes him fall over. Um, I don't know. It's almost like uh, Briggs is trying to get under his skin more than David Hay did because... You know, David Hay did a pretty good job of pissing Vladimir off and then did a good job of not doing anything effective in the fight. But, uh, yeah, you know, Briggs has just got to do something else. They just fight other opponents, beat them, and then say, you know, constantly use every opportunity in a post-fight interview to call out Klitschko. Come on, just use your brain. Moving on. Okay, this is the last little thing I want to talk about for this podcast. Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather met at a Miami Heat basketball game, and they exchanged phone numbers. That's it. There is still no fight signed. Mayweather's opponent for the May 2nd bout has not been announced yet. People are saying it's most likely either going to be either uh, Manny Pacquiao, Miguel Cotto, or Amir Khan. If I were a betting man, I would say it's going to be Miguel Cotto. Don't ask me why. I he if he was if he is serious about fighting Pacquiao, he's gonna save it for last. That's all he's gonna do. Okay, they met at the basketball game. They exchanged numbers. Uh, apparently, Mayweather told Pacquiao that he needs to stop lying and all that. Blah blah blah. Who cares, really? One side says one thing, another side says something else. The truth is, it, it's just another, it's just another story about an ongoing story about how there's no fight. I will be, I will have something to talk about when there is actually something to talk about. I, I have a lot of people who ask me and say, "Well, why don't you do a podcast about this?" Because you know they're saying that. Mayweather, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but there's nothing to that blah, blah, blah. It's just the same blah, 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 except you're, it's being told differently. 
I really don't care about rumors and speculation. I don't. I mean, maybe that's a bit unfair. I can be interested, but when it's been going on for almost six years, I kind of lose interest after a while. So that's why I don't comment on these things so often. It's just that everybody on Twitter and Facebook just talking about it. Who cares? I don't care. You shouldn't care either. Why am I still talking about this? I, I don't know. But it, it has to be addressed because it is big. People do want it to happen. And yeah, it's not going to be as big as it would have been in 2009 or 2011. But if it still happens, it will be the biggest fight in boxing. And maybe the biggest fight of all time. Who knows? But uh, let's just finally hear about Mayweather's next opponent. And then I'll have something to talk about. Something worthwhile. Because no matter who he picks, nobody's going to be satisfied. That, that's the God's honest truth. If he picks Cotto, well, he's already picked. He's already fought Cotto before. He's doing a rematch that nobody asked for. If he fights Amir Khan, oh, he's just fighting a glass-chinned, a glass-chinned opponent who really doesn't have that much of a chance against him and has only looked good against the right opponents and if he fights Pacquiao it's well he waited until Pacquiao got really hurt and has a lot of uh wear and tear on him so that's why nobody's going to be 100 he will never satisfy 100 percent of the public he just won't um so I, I apologize if you know this doesn't seem like the best podcast that I could have done but um you know, I I felt that I had to do something that I didn't want to wait uh, over a, like almost two months before I did another one. But uh, the next one will be better. I promise you that. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com. That's boxing, the number four, free.com. Twitter.com slash boxing for free. Be like Eris Lundy Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stavern, Millerad Zizek, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to youtube.com slash boxing for free and like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash boxing for free page. You can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, give us a review and let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time.